What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to our latest episode of our 9 a.m. Sunday experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, B.C. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. How you guys doing? Y'all good? How you guys doing? How you doing, Danny? Good. Thumbs up. How you guys doing over there? All right. This is a blessed day. I'm super excited. Let me start off a little bit with, um, did I say thank you, Jesus? Yeah. All right, I'm going to say it again. Thank you, Jesus. Can you say that one more time? Thank you, Jesus. All right, look. So ever since this day had been planned, I had uh, earlier in the week, I think I shared that um, I got a call. And uh, long story short, anonymous seed came in. Now, now the anonymous seed came in, it was... It was nine grand, okay? And it came in and the person said that the Lord had gripped their heart and said um, they had been believing, they've been asking God, you know, what you want me to give? What you want me to give? And the Lord told them one number. Then they was worshiping, and then the Lord. See, you you can't just take the one number and be like, cool, I can do that one. <laughs> now, even right now, as I'm, as I'm preaching, I'm still saying, Lord, you sure? You sure? All right. Remember, remember, the, remember the passage where he had to keep going back because he missed, he missed, he thought it was, he thought it was the man of God in the bed calling his name. Then he said, no, go back and listen again. So anyway, he went back. He was worshiping. Lord, you sure? Lord told him a bigger number. He's like, whoa, Lord, you sure? And he said the number was so big for him, but the reason why he went to the Lord, he went to the Lord in a heart of humility saying, God, I am believing for friends and coworkers to be saved. Not only my business, but I'm giving this seed for people's salvation. This is, I don't know why you're giving your seed. But he was giving his seed for people's salvation. He's believing God to move on behalf of his heart. And if you want God to respond to your heart, you also got to free your heart up. Your treasure is where your heart is and your treasure is where your heart and your treasure is. So if you really are believing in your heart for someone, you also have to release your heart in faith. Right? And so he has said, obviously, the seed was so, so big for him. Or her, so you won't have to be like, okay, now I know it's a him. No, him or her. Um, and they said, they said, uh, I got to give it right now. That's the type of seed. you like, if somebody don't come get this seed, it's, it's going to, because I know that you'll, you'll start thinking over, you'll start, like some of us, we've been all week, all week, like, Lord, you. <clears throat> and he gave. Or she gave, them gave. <laughs> and they were like, but that's not my seed for Sunday. Come on. So then I get a text message the other day out the like freaking blue from somebody that, that I, not my friend, not even my acquaintance, it's just somebody I was, did like, was even talking about doing an event with a few years back. I get a text out the blue. Hey, Terrence. I guess they want to see if he'll steal my phone number. How you doing? Oh, I'm great. See, I'm believing. I don't know what you're doing. And we declared on, on December 31st that we just going to focus on what God tell us to do, enter his rest, and watch him just bring people and things to you. So I just text out the blue. How you, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. They got straight to the point. They said, we want to sow a seed into your ministry. Like, awesome. <laughs> and so I gave him, he's like, your church still e-transfer? I was like, no, we don't e-transfer, but I'll give you my e-transfer. I'll give you my e-transfer information, and I'll make sure it makes it to the altar. He was like, great. He's like, as long as that's okay with you. I was like, great. So I look in my email. And he, get, he sold $2,000. I'm just testifying, making the devil mad. 
See, I'm just going to focus on building God's house. People don't want to give. People want to be afraid. People want to be stingy. People want to, uh, you know, give microwave and say, that's my, that's my first fruit. No, microwave ain't no first fruit. If you gave the church a microwave, then you gave the church a microwave. Don't be trying to do tradesies. It's not no flea market. What's a flea market to the devil? You'll get it in a minute. You'll get it in a minute. Flea. Ah, come on, man. Come on now. She's still thinking about that seed. She like, oh. amen. Amen. All right. All right. <laughs> amen. Listen, I'm vulnerable right now. I'm vulnerable right now. All right? So that's just out the blue. That's, that's, that's within 24 hours. That's within 24 hours. Then I get another phone call. I get a phone call say, hey, Pastor Terrence, it's on my heart. Um, I just want to give a seed, um, an extra seed, because, you know, somebody may, not, may need some seed. We, we learned last year that's twice sown seed, right? You give seed to someone so they can sow seed, and each person that's sowing, God is seeing that as sowing, right? It's ground. It's ground. Um, and that's just, that's just within 72 hours, if that. I am super excited to see what God does. Because he's moving on people's hearts that really want him to move in their lives. Right? I will tell everybody today, if you come in skeptical, don't sow. Please keep your, keep your money and just watch God keep on blessing. He is going to do it. You know, we were talking to... Um, uh, we were talking to the company. You guys probably got emails with your letters for your receipts. If you haven't, they're coming out. But they, they, they have planted, they, they are responsible for over 30 church plants or so across the nation. Okay. And uh, we presented a problem to them. Now, our little old church during a pandemic, understand a lot of giving comes from consistent givers that belong to the church, but a lot of giving also happens every single Sunday when new people come. And they have a chance to come into the house of the Lord and they sow something during offering. And so what you have to understand with the doors closed and with a minimum of 50 people or max of 50 people, you shut out that portion of giving for the most part. Well, Love Quest didn't decline. You even, you even see where people stop giving. But every person, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the, the, the statistics, every person that stopped giving, God added two people that started giving. Hey. Hey, he folded that thing. Blah, blah. See, you don't get offended because people are not your source. God is your source. Okay? You are a resource. God is not a resource. He is the source. You are resourcing what the source has blessed you with. <clears throat> and they said... Um, you guys are the healthiest giving church that we have. You know, we're just two years old. Little, little baby, little. <laughs> I'm just boasting in the Lord. I'm just boasting in the Lord because faith, faithfulness, walking in love, God shows. He said, you shall know. Look at their fruit. And, and I'm not even just boasting in finances. I'm just talking about health. And I'm talking about the kind of harvest he's sending us is healthy people who are coming like, I want to serve. They're coming skillful. That's our prayer. Don't forget, haven't we prayed for skillful men and women? So I'm just happy to be in a, a fruitful house. Just, just let you know, when you sow in today, you, I'm trying to stir up your faith. So when you release your seed, it's faith. You're sowing in the good ground. I'll give you a little bit of word that's going to start off the day. And uh, we're going to sow in faith. Um, 
Uh, are we going to have a, uh, see, I don't know, we, are we going to, uh, uh, nothing. Uh, we need a place for the people here to give. We're not going to give like we do every Sunday. We're going to give. Yeah, we're going to give. And so we're going to end up needing to, we're going to need a place for people to go to. We're going to worship and give today. We're not going to just walk to the back and casually just blah, blah. No, we're going to come with prayer and we're going to give. So before the service is over, we need a place for people to sow. Maybe we'll just lay it on the altar. I don't know. But today is groundbreaker seed, and I'm excited. Some ground is breaking. Some ground has already been broken. And I'm here to let you know that the ground began to break when you made up in your heart you were giving. I don't know what you plan to give. What I will tell you is all day long, stay available for God to speak to you. Because if he is trying to get something through you, he is promising to get something to you. Period, point blank. Take it from me. Nehemiah 10. Nehemiah 10. And we obligate ourselves to bring the what? All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's start over. And we obligate ourselves to bring the? We'll, we'll, we'll start one more time, one more time. And we obligate ourselves to bring the first fruits of our what? Ground. We obligate ourselves to bring the first fruits of our what? Ground. They obligate their cells, themselves. I am, putting, I, am, I am putting pressure on myself to be a giver of our ground and the first. Say first. Say first. One more time. Say first. Of all the fruit. The first of what? All the fruit. Of all trees year by what? Year to the house of the what? Lord. Where do I bring my best? To the house of the Lord. Where do I bring my best? And how, how often do I do it? Year by year. I highlighted it for you. All the test answers is highlighted. <laughs> first of all, first of all the fruit of all trees year by year. I love how he says the first fruit of all trees. What do trees do? They bear what? Fruit. So you must understand what you are sowing today is fruit bearing seed. You're not giving anything away. You're not paying anything. You're not paying a debt. You are sowing seed excited that there is a something that is coming back to you but what you have to understand what you are releasing is not coming back to you merely in finances wherever there's a need in your life say God shall provide and in verse 36 says as well as the firstborn the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, as it is written in the law, and the firstlings of our herds and flocks. To do what? To do what? To, to do what? Come on, Giselle. Come on, Giselle. Y'all got to talk, talk, speak up. Let's go. To bring what? To the house of the Lord. Or to the house of God. Whichever. The same one. Come on, wake up, Kalefi. Wake up. Kim. Kim. I know you're watching. Your son is falling. I mean, your your uh, your husband is falling asleep. I, what you keep him up all night for? Amen. And now you at home laying down. How you gonna keep him up? You know he had to come play the bass. Amen. And the firstlings of our herds and flocks to bring to the where were they bringing all of this sacrifice to the house of the Lord? And who were they bringing it to? To the priests who minister in God's house. See, this is why I never get caught up. If God has sent me somewhere to be a giver, I never get caught up in what the priest is doing or the church is doing with it. 
because that is a huge responsibility, what you do. You got to understand this. God moves on Effie's heart to sow something. Sow it to the church, the person who has the responsibility to say left, right, go here, and then messes it all over. Do you know the responsibility that that person carries? That's a weight you don't want to carry. It's one thing to steward your own finances. It's a whole nother thing when God has placed you in a position to steward other people's finances. Yes. To the priests. So we see that God moves on people's hearts. They bring their best. They lay them at the feet of the, of the priests. And the priests come and build God's house. Worship God with those seeds. Okay. Now what you have to understand is according to, to the New Testament, you are, you are also a priest. So you're the priest of your household. You're the priest of your friendships. So today when you sow a seed, you are actually coming on behalf of whoever you're believing for. See, you think your seed is for you. You're like, oh, God, bring it back. I don't know what I'm going to do. Buy my first. Man, you forget that first house you want to buy. What about them souls? That's, that, 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 the, what's on the Lord's heart is the people you are sowing for, not the stuff you're sowing for. The stuff, that's going to come. Delight in me, delight in my ways, I'll give you the desires of your heart. But when you're sowing today, who? Are you believing for? In verse 37, and we shall bring the first and the best. We shall bring the first and what? Best. One more time. We shall bring the first and what? Best of our coarse meal, our contributions, the first of all kinds of trees, of new wine and of oil to the priest, to the chambers of the house of our God. And we shall bring the what? tithes from our ground to the Levites for they, the Levites, the priests, collect the tithes in all our rural towns. So there's a separation between the first fruits. First fruit is it is a sacrificial giving. Okay? There's a sacrificial giving and what you have to understand is at the top of the year we just finished our found faithful fast. See, this is why you should be excited, because if you didn't see your fast as sowing, and when you know you sow like a farmer, you could always expect, you could always anticipate there is something on the way. So not only did we sacrifice our bodies, our minds, our souls, and our spirits unto the Lord and laid it at the altar, we're also now going into our hearts and releasing something that is dear to us, making room for God to do something supernatural in our lives. So we're doubling down. I'm telling you, the triple core threat, the triple threat, the giving is a triple threat. Fasting is a triple threat. Oh, we're hitting all angles. We're hitting all angles. Verse 38, and the priest, the son of Aaron, shall be with the Levites when they receive the tithes. And they shall bring one-tenth of tithe to the house of God, to, ch to the chambers, into the storehouse. I don't know why the Lord set that aside as a principle. Argue with the Lord. You don't have to tithe because we tithe under grace. So I'm here to let everybody in here know you're not cursed if you don't tithe. So if all you tithe for is not to be cursed, then stop tithing. You're not cursed. Because curses every man that hangs up on a tree. Jesus took all that away. So now you give out of love, out of covenant. I'm here to help you out. You do not have to give today. None of you. None of you have to give today. You don't have to tithe. You can say, I give 5%. You can say, I give 3%. No. According to the principle that God has designed, tithe is a tenth. Thank God we still have tithing people. I believe if you have the mind to budget, God does as well. And I believe he said, okay, if every member that I send to every church that I ever plant, if every member would tithe, the church will never close because of finances. Some churches close because of stinginess. But Starbucks 
continues to spread across the world. And it's not only supplying coffee, it's pushing agendas that's counter Jesus. So you helping somebody's agenda out anywhere you spend money, anywhere you spend money. Everybody has a side purpose for their business. Everyone has a charity. Everyone, every wealthy person, every wealthy company has money that they're giving into a cause. So we give today because we're giving into a cause. When we partner with Starbucks, we're partnering with their cause. That's fine. Go to Starbucks. Get your oat milk, blonde latte. But just be not, we, we partner. Right? We're partners. Why God call it partners? Because our finances is connected to our hearts. He says, in the priest, the son of Aaron shall be with the Levites. And he says, a tenth. And where are they bringing it? Where are they bringing it? Where are they? Go, go back, go back. You quit this one, you quit. Go back. What's the last three words right there? Into the storehouse. Verse 39, you see, for the Israelites and the sons of Levi shall bring the offering of grain, new wine, and oil to the chambers where the vessels in the sanctuary are. They're bringing it where the sanctuary are, along with the priests who minister and the gatekeepers and the singers. We will not forsake or neglect the house of our God. We're not going to let the house of God go without. No. Exodus 36. Exodus 36. Exodus 36, verse 3. And they received from Moses all the free will. What kind of offering? Come on, come on, come on. What kind? Free will. It's free will. It's free will. Give freely. Free will. It's free will, which the Israelites had brought for, what did they bring it for, Effie? Huh? Tell your classmate. Tell your classmates. All right, what did Effie say they given for? For doing the work of the sanctuary. To prepare it for what? Service. We're giving so the church can serve. So we can reach the loss. Everything we do, whether it's speakers, whether it's televisions, whether it's broadcasting equipment, they were like, oh my God, you guys, you got finances coming in, but guess what? It's going out. Yeah, absolutely it's supposed to go out. And what is it doing? We never broadcast it. You guys do know that when we, when the pandemic hit, we never broadcast, we, we, we had no camera. We had one camera for pictures. None of these cameras with none of that stuff, the, the little A10 mini, all that stuff, we did not broadcast. But what did we have to do? We had to pivot and begin to reach people in the way that it was being demanded. And then because we are reaching people, people have come, they're lining up already. We have people who have friends that can't wait till the doors open. There's been prophetic words, and I played it for you guys, of the type of people, the ethnicities that God is going to bless this house with, and you already see it. But how did they see, how did they know Love Quest existed? And how did that get in the house? Because of your giving. You can look at that as a camera, or you can look at that as souls. There's people for the first time watching right now. But if your giving did not help that happen, the gospel wouldn't go as far as that door. We started off with a little, what's that little old camera? Little Mevo. No, 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 we ain't, no. Thank God for Mevo. Mevo caught a few souls. 
And we've been working it out. And look over your faithfulness. Then in that, in that, in that net, the Lord sends an amazing Amazing sound, man. Amazing production. And he got the nerves to be a bad guitar player. You see, we was believing for all of that, and the Lord said, I'm going to send you one with all of that inside of them. Sion, faithful, singing parts on blessing of Abraham and switching the camera. Oh, but we're going to look back. There's going to be a day, man. There is going to be a day. She's sowing her seeds. <laughs> he says, he says, free will offering, which the Israelites has, had brought for doing the work of the sanctuary to prepare it for service. And they what? Continued to bring him free will offerings what? Every morning. Come on, every morning. Say every morning. Every morning. I can't wait to the day I could do every morning. See, it was different. Like church, we, we, we opened just Sundays. Back then, it was just like, you know, it's, it's different. Obviously, what they're sowing is different than what we're sowing as well. Okay? They're sowing produce. They're sowing cattle. Man, they giving. You, you go see how much it costs to have all that cattle Abraham and Lot had. We're talking wealth. Amen. Verse 4, and all the wise and able men who were doing the work on the sanctuary came, every man from work he was doing, and they said to Moses, the people bring much more than enough. Say more than enough. Come on, say more than enough. More than enough for doing the work which the Lord commanded to do. I declare today that LoveQuest will always have what? More than enough. We're not going to be no barely making it church. We're not going to be just keep one light on. No, we're going to have more than enough so we can bless other ministries, bless other churches, and do all that God has called us to do. Come on, say more than enough. For God's house. Come on, for God's house and for my house. Man, you're not going to take care of God's house and he don't take care of your house. I'm a living witness. The God, my God has supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Say more than enough. Romans eleven sixteen. if the part of the dough, say the dough, offered as first fruits is holy then the whole batch is holy if the root is holy so are the branches can i help you with a principle a biblical principle we know danny that jesus was the first fruit of all god's children therefore if the first fruit was holy that's why he calls us what holy because we are in what him principle follow principle follow principle follow kingdom Principle. So he says, if the part of the dough offered as first fruits, top of the year, break it off, is holy, then the whole batch is holy. You're not just coming up giving seed. You are coming to the Lord today and you're saying, God, at the top of the year, I set my finances aside as holy. Are you, are you tracking? Are you tracking? Just like when we fast at the top of the year. Every church is fasting at the top of the year. What are they saying? Lord, I set the first part of my year aside, and I declare that my year, this, this sacrifice is what? Holy. But the Bible says if the root is holy or if the batch is holy, if the root is holy, so are the what? Branches. If the root is holy, then the branches are holy. So, so what you have to understand, and as you sow a seed today, what first fruits literally means, it's helping us out. And as you set your first fruit aside, God is blessing the rest. Okay. It's a biblical principle. When now we're in the New Testament, they set aside the first fruit for this very purpose. Jesus was the first fruit. 
That's how you are now presented holy. Because of him being sown on the cross. Unless a seed goes in the ground and what? Dies, it cannot what? Produce. Jesus had to go in the ground and what? Die so he can what? Produce fruit. You and I. So as you are sowing your seed today, your seed is going in the ground. You are dying on the inside because you're releasing something that was in your heart. And you're declaring, God, this is set aside for you. May the rest of my year, may the rest of my increase be holy. Okay, let me help you out. Do you know how cursed, how dirty money is? By the time it gets to your hands, do you know how many hands, criminal hands, do you know how many spirits is connected to your finances? It's called the spirit of what? Mammon. So that's why the Lord says, man, I'm not asking for all your money. I'm asking you to set a piece aside so that I can protect the rest. What you do is with your 10%, with your first fruit, you are partnering with heaven. Now heaven is a sign. Heaven is a sign to watch over your earthly harvest. That's why the Bible says, I rebuke the devourer for your sake. Why? Because money is not of heaven. Heaven don't move off money. Heaven move off of what? Faith. The world moves by money. So God says, if you align your heart with my faith, I will watch over what? Your finances. We trust God with our finances. You can sow it in the world, and when the economy breaks down, guess what? You're going to break down. But when you sow it in the kingdom, you can, sow in fa- you can sow in famine. God will always provide. I don't care if he got to assign a crow to come feed you. God will provide. When the brook dry up, he going to touch a woman or man of God to be a blessing to you. God will always what? Provide. I don't care when famine hit. Everybody in famine ain't broke. And as long as there's somebody that got it, God can move on their heart. Say, I got it. That's why he says, every season you shall be fruitful. Your fruitfulness is not based on how much money you got in your bank account. I'm fruitful because I trust in God and God can, man, I'm sitting there on my bed and I get a text out the blue from somebody that has no reason to call me, Carolyn, no reason. I ain't never gave him a Christmas gift. I ain't never sent him a text and say, God bless you. I ain't never gave him a prophetic word, nothing. But God moved on his heart and he said, I was thinking about you. Give and it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And God will cause man to give into your bosom. God will move on someone else's heart. That's why I don't worry about overtime and laboring because God is allowing, he's assigning someone else that's in a better position. You go get your PhD. You go start your business. I'm going to stay rooted right here and God is going to move on somebody's heart to be a blessing to me. And I don't care what you say or what you do. I can believe for being blessed because I know I am a blessing. The same way you bless me, it's because I am a blessing to others. You ain't doing nothing new by being a blessing. You don't get arrogant because you bless people. You, you, that's the, that, that is why you blessed. He said you blessed to be a blessing. You don't throw it in people's face. You bless them. No, you blessed because you got blessed. <laughs> yes. I have folks living in my house since me and my wife been married. Trust me, we don't be just be, baby, we want to find a house so we can, take, we can let people live with us. That ain't never a dream, ever. But God is always, see, Elder Roseanne, what I understand is you could grow up in poverty, but God will give you an opportunity to get out of it. See, this is what you understand. You might not have any seed right now, but God will give you an opportunity to sow something he's blessed you with. You bless me with a bedroom, cool. I'm going to sow my bedroom. 
You say what you want to say. I got three kids. I don't have, I need an office at home. But I don't need an office at home. Because I'm trying to break cycles out of my bloodline. So if God says, so a bedroom, so a refrigerator, whatever you have, can I get it through you? Because I have something way greater to get to you. My bloodline will never, ever be the same. Ever. And that ain't just no declaration. That's facts. We have surpassed where the Richmonds and the Hardemans and the Brooks family and the Evans family have ever been. And we're nowhere near where we're going. It says, then the whole batch is holy. First fruit means this. The first agricultural produce of a season. Selah, have ears to hear. The first agricultural produce of a season. When I sow today, I am declaring the start of a what? New season. Especially when giving as an offering to God. Let me help you how it works. Uh, as long as the earth remains, what? Seed, then what? Time, and what? Harvest. Every time you sow a seed, one thing that happens is you start a new time. Okay. Okay. So, I, so last week I could have planted an apple seed. Waited 10 days. And I go back outside. Now that's, that process has started. I go back there in the backyard again 10 days later, and I plant a seed. Is that seed just going to go water, water that seed, or is that seed about to start a new process? Okay. See, that's what you don't understand. One of the things that happen when you sow, every time you sow, you start a new time. We come in to give today. We come give in what? Cheerfully. Say, I'm a cheerful giver. We come giving today generously. Say generous. generous. Say I'm generous. We come giving today expectantly. Say I am expecting. We come giving today openly. Say I'm open with my giving. Say I'm unashamed of my giving. We come giving intentionally. Say I'm intentional. I don't know what you believe in for today, but you don't just be like, here you go, God, whatever you will, here you is. No, you come in. What are you believing for? Put that on your envelopes. Be intentional. Direct your seed. We come and giving, we come giving faithfully. Say faithfully. Second Kings 13. Then he said, then he said, Take the arrows. Say arrows. Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike on the what? Ground. Strike on the what? Ground. Come on, one more time. Strike on the what? Ground. He said, strike on the ground. And he struck how many times? Three times. And what? Stopped. He struck three times and he stopped. When he said strike on the ground, did he say how many times? Take the arrows. What's the arrow today in your hand? What's the arrow today in your hand? Your seed. When we say we're breaking ground, this is what he told him to do here. Take your arrow and strike the ground. Do you know what you're doing when you get your seed today? When you sow your seed, you are breaking ground. Look at what he said. Look what he said. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then. Say then. Then you would have struck down Syria until you had destroyed it. But now you shall strike Syria down only three times. He said, I need, I need you to keep striking. 
I need you to keep sowing because your seed is waging war. See y'all. Your seed is waging war. Here you go. The Lord said, not only let my people go, but he also charged them and challenged them to ask for the Egyptian stuff. <laughs> he said, wait a minute, Lord. You, 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 you want us to break free. That's, that's, that's big. But you also want us to get some of the, you want us to get the Egyptians gold and all that stuff. Why was God asking? It wasn't he was just saying, let my people go so they should worship me. He said, if you're going to worship me, you got to bring me some treasures. <laughs> what do you think the Egyptians came after them for? They didn't come after them because they just wanted workers back. They had their stuff. I told you, I told you, this has been an amazing week. I'm going to play the video for you guys one day. But I t I've shared plenty few times about when I was in Williams Lake and that, that demonic, uh, um, I'm not going to say demonic lady, but that demon through that lady said, leave here. This was before I moved here. And it was just confirmation. It said, leave here. You don't belong here. We don't want you here. And yesterday, I was pulling out, and we know the name of the uh, print shop downstairs. Um, sorry if y'all watching. If so, that's good. Answer prayers. And then I bag up, and it was this food truck over a park called Little Devils. And Pastor Julie was in the car. I was like, we got a lot of demons on this block. And as soon as I said it, as soon as I said it, it was this brother. Literally, I lifted my head up from, from looking over here, and I looked across the street where the studio is. The moment we locked eyes, and he pointed at me like this. Woo! He was like he was going to do Michael Jackson something. But he seriously was walking like this. Straight in my eyes. And he walked over to the car. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling in front of the gate. I said, Pastor Julia, matter of fact, there's a demon right there. And she popped up. And he parked. He said, over here. And he walked straight up to, the, to my window. And he walked straight up to my window. I cracked it. I ain't like stupid. I ain't scared, but I ain't stupid either. But I cracked it, though. And I'm not parking now. I'm just, I pause in the middle of the street. And he starts yelling in the window. And he started yelling, 1978, you see what they did to Jesus in Toronto? Now look at you with your phones. Look at you. You, you should have chose Jesus back. Now, out of, I'm talking about this street was busy. How do you walk up to my car and know I have anything to do with Jesus? And then he said, now you're going to die. And he walked away. I videotaped the latter half of it. And he walked away. That first demon before I moved here was suggesting I shouldn't move here. Is a very timid demon. This demon was trying to uh, intimidate me. If anybody know what has happened this week, that um, the devil's mad that I first tried to posture myself as one of the pastors, then God brought me around to be a church for the church, an apostolic gift, and we met with Village this week, and the profound activity that happened and I would say one of the most impactful churches in the nation. Call little old me there to give them instruction on how to go to the next level. Profound activity. The feedback, the emails back, the phone calls, profound what God has done. Immediately following the next day, this demon comes to try and discourage and intimidate me. And as I didn't know who I was, See, for me, that was confirmation. But what you have to understand, you have to have eyes to see that. Because the higher you go, see, that wasn't no little street corner demon. 
Now you're dealing with principalities that are going to try to intimidate you, discourage you, persecute you, and discredit you, shame you, make you question your call. And also the devil knew what we was on the way to do this, this week. There was a lot of kingdom transaction that happened this week. And to me, that demon just responded because we broke through. There was something that broke through. It started Sunday, if you was here Sunday night, all day Sunday, really. But I'm telling you, there's something that has broken over this house. You could play around if you want. You can second guess if you want. But you one day going to see what God is going to do through this house and do in this city and do in this country. But why? Because you guys, we keep striking. We keep worshiping. We keep declaring. Today we keep sowing. We don't stop the victory seed. And then we're going to groundbreak our seed. And we call a fast. And then you mess with us, we're going to extend the fast. And we're going to read together. And we're going to laugh together. And then people working out and, and losing weight and getting healthy. Man, do you understand that we're taking back territory? strike again and this has to be your declaration today I am giving until dot 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 what are you giving until you have to understand every time you give you're what striking the ground Every time you clap your hands, you what? Striking the ground. Every time you stump your feet, you what? Striking the ground. Every time you shout, you what? Striking the ground. Every time you walk through those doors, you what? Striking the ground. Every time you sow your seed, what are you doing? Striking the ground. Every time you forgive somebody, what are you doing? Striking the ground. Every time you declare something positive over your city, what are you doing? Striking the ground. We gonna be a church that what? Strike the ground. We will not stop striking the ground. Say strike. strike. Genesis 26. And Isaac dug again. Isaac dug again. The wells of water which had been dug in the days of Abraham, his father. He's revisiting wells that have been dug by his forefathers. See, that's why I love our church is because we are not going to let the work of the saints that have been, went before us die. I don't know who built this church, but I do believe they're smiling in heaven right now. It says, look, I want you to pay attention to this. The wells of water which had been dug in the days of Abraham, his father, look, for the Philistines had stopped them. Philistines is connected to a poverty spirit that is always trying to cut off what God has for you. A Philistine spirit is a spirit of intimidation. Here you go, what a Philistine spirit tell you to do. Don't talk about prosperity. It tries to intimidate you from living healthy. It tries to intimidate you from sowing. That is a Philistine mindset. The same mindset or the same spirit that intimidated them and said, we are nothing but grasshoppers. It was, Philist it was, it was giants that they saw. David faced the Philistine. You have to understand, no Philistine spirit can live any longer in your life. It says, and he gave them the names by which his father had called them. Now Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of living spring water. And the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours, and named the well Essek, which meant contention, because they quarreled with him. Here you go. Can I free you today? You do not have to argue, be envious over somebody else's stuff. If somebody want it, let them have it. What God has for you is for you. And he said where they tried to sow this well was called contention. I don't know about you, but to get to this point, I have experienced 
contention. I have experienced resistance. I have experienced persecution. But look at what they did, Effie. That spirit did not intimidate them. Look at what it says they did. Then his servants dug another well. Two different scriptures, same spirit sharing a a story. What if they would have stopped digging? Like he stopped striking. But they're digging until something breaks open. I don't know about you, but I am nowhere near all the things I'm believing for being answered. (laughs) Then his, his servants dug another well, and they quarreled over that also. So he named it Sitna, enmity. Have you ever been in some places, have you ever been in some places, uh, Sion, where you've sown, but it seemed like nothing's breaking forth? You've sown time, you've sown seed, you've sown love, but it seems like you just keep on, keep on hitting a wall. Nothing's breaking forward for you emotionally, spiritually, financially, jobs won't hire you, whatever it may be, relationships won't work, whatever it may be, it seems like you're always hitting a wall, but you keep sowing. Am I the only one who has been sowing in the kingdom of God for years, but I'm not where God has promised me I'm going to be? Now, let me tell you, where I'm at is still a part of the promise, but it ain't where, it's not the destination. And he moved away. Look, he moved away from there and dug another well. Me sowing the day, I don't know about you, but me sowing the day is sowing again because even the sowing that I've sown in the past, although I've gotten a little breakthrough, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't the promise, man. I, 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 God has blessed my family, blessed my household, blessed my friends. Bless, he's blessed, but there's things that God is pushing us forward to that requires digging and digging and striking and striking and digging and digging and striking and striking and sowing and sowing. It says, and for that one, for that one, that time, that time, that seed, that declaration, that forgiveness, it was that one time they did not quarrel. He named it Rehoboth. Room, saying, for now the Lord has made what? Room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the what? Land. The Lord has now made what? Room for us. Danny, you get that. You get that, don't you? See, I don't know about you, but but ever since I've really turned my life completely to God, every single year, every single year, I've experienced more room, more capacity. I'm growing. I have more to give. I have more understanding. It was that time they sold that they ran into Rehoboth, which meant room. It said the Lord has made room for us. The Lord is making room for you today. The Lord, your seed is making room for you. I don't know what room God is calling you in, but there's a room you are about to walk in that represents favor, a Rehoboth room. This week, you're going to walk into the room, and you're going to try to pronounce it the best you can. Whoa, this is Rehoboth. Lord has made room for me. He has made room for me. He has found favor for me. He has put me in rooms I do not qualify in the eyes of man for. He has made room for me. I'm sitting in this room this week teaching the two groups of people that ain't nothing but an act of God. Why they gonna call little old me from the United States? Two years old, their church is thriving. They have churches planted in every major city in the nation, but they come and say, we need help. And then following that, they say, hey, we need more help. We gonna email you. We need to Zoom. We need more conversation. What is God doing? He's making room for us. Even that, I didn't call them. I wasn't thirsty. I don't major in diversity. He puts it on people's hearts. He says, hey, you need help. And then he builds relationships. 
And then those relationships bring you in the rooms. That without those people, you wouldn't be in that room. I can't wait to sit down to, with the pastor in two weeks, week and a half now. And now reintroduce myself. And now reintroduce myself. What could have seemed like rejection? What could have seemed like, oh, you didn't want to help in the beginning? It wasn't that. God had other plans for me. God wanted me to sit in a chair across from him and provide something that he needs. And no, I love it, man. I declare to them, Village is going to be a part of a great revival. They may not be the main source, but through relationship. I'm telling you, this next revival is a revival of diversity. It will require unity. And that's why God is planting a seed of diversity in this church, because we will be at the forefront of this next move of God. Watch us. Love Quest will be at the front of this next move of God. He's making room for you. He's making room for us. Because you keep sowing love quests. People don't understand why you worship for three hours. It's because I have not heard the Lord say stop worshiping. And until Jesus come and get me, I'm going to worship until I get my wings. If you don't want to worship for three hours, go somewhere else. But as from this house, we are a house of prayer. We are a house of worship. We are here to war for our city. It ain't easy to move back darkness. And rather people understand why you worship, rather they don't understand, man, how did that break through? There's a people that God has gotten their hearts and they're worshiping, patrolling the airways. High worship, skillful worship deals with principalities. You can't just go, 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 you just can't sing the song off the album and think you're going to push back darkness. It's cute, it feels good, but there has to be a people that's willing to take their eyes off the page, take their eyes off the screen, take their eyes off the book, and let the Spirit of God sing a new song through them. Let the Spirit of God preach through them. got to prepare the messenger more than you prepare the message. Say, for now the Lord is faithful. And we shall be fruitful in the land. Love quest. If you're a part of this tree, your barren days are over. <laughs> your barren, say, my barren days are over. I am the lender and not the borrower. I'm above and not beneath. I am blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field in Jesus' name. Joel 2 says, and I will restore and replace for you the years, not the days, not the hours, not the months, but the years that the locust has eaten and the hopping locust, the stripping locust, and the crawling locust, my great army which I sent among you. Little hashtag say, bug off, bug off. Get your hands off of my stuff. It is my time. It is my year. It is my life now. I have stepped into the joy of the Lord, the abundance of the kingdom of God. Poverty is broken over my life. Poverty is broken over my life. Poverty is broken over my life. Poverty is broken. Well, he says, rejoice with singing, you barren one. You who have never given birth. Burst into a song of joy and shout. You have never been in labor. For the deserted, deserted wife will have more children than the married one, says Yahweh. He says in Isaiah 54, enlarge the place of your tent. And let the curtains of your habitations be stretched. When you sow today, it's an act of 
expanding your tent pegs. We're stretching. Then he says, spare not. How far you want to go? How deep do you want to go? Spare not. What you holding back for? What we holding back for? See, we don't trust God. That he can provide. He the one provided what he asking for. You don't think he could do it all again? He says, spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Then the TPT says this. First line, increase is coming. Increase. Why would he tell you to, to stretch out your tent peg? Because he must be saying, make room for something is coming. Increase is coming. So enlarge your tent and add extensions. Get some braids. Get some braids. Get a weave. He said, get a weave. Get some extensions to your dwelling. Oh. Hold nothing back. Love Quest. All day today, the Lord's going to stir your heart. I don't care if you give something this morning and then later he say, give $5. Whatever God tell you, I don't care. And then maybe he say, that's it, whatever, that's it. But all I'm telling you is make sure your giving is worship, and worship never shuts out God because we're in covenant. Hold nothing back. Make the tent ropes longer and the pegs stronger. Why, why did he say make them longer? Because he's, he's, he's widening, so there's, he says increase your capacity to receive. But here's what he said. you got to make the pegs stronger because what's coming in is going to be big. I wish I had a baseball right now. He said, what's coming is going to be big. And if you don't have the right tent pegs, then the little tent going to be, it's going to be blown away. Say big. He says, you will increase and spread out in every direction. Every direction. No, you're not blessed one way. You're not blessed the left way. I'm blessed in the north, the south, and the east, and the west. I'm blessed every. Can we just turn around? Because God is blessing me every single way. And then he says, your sons and daughters will conquer nations. So the seed that you're sowing is not for you, but your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren shall conquer nations and revitalize the desolate cities. Do not fear, for your shame is no more. What did I tell you? Poverty is no more. Do not be embarrassed, for you will not be disgraced. You will forget the inadequacies you felt in your youth and will no longer remember. Man, he is interrupting the bloodline. For your maker is your husband. His name is Yahweh, commander of angel armies. Your kinsman, redeemer, is the holy one of Israel. You, he, he has the title mighty God of all the earth. I need y'all to see something real quick though. He presents himself as commander of angel armies. Which means that this harvest is coming with, because of, he's fighting for you. Your harvest is coming with security. I don't know about you, but how many times in your life money then came and what? Went. No, the Lord is bringing security to this harvest. I am fighting for you. I have fought for you. I rebuke the devourer on your behalf. 
You don't worry about half the receiving and losing. There is a consistent harvest coming. It ain't just going to be a lump sum, but it's going to be lumps and lumps and lumps and continual increase in your life. And he's also going to give you wisdom on what to do with it. He's going to give you strategy for your business. And he's going to bring good ground for you to continue to sow in. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And join us next time as we receive another powerful right now word brought to us by our man of God, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.